Hey, welcome, Dueling Coaches Show. I'm here with Coach Mark and Coach Ray. I am your host, Tristan Bryant, and we have a couple of topics, three from Coach Ray and three from Coach Mark, and I have a topic as well, and we'll finish it off with top three, bottom three at the end. Hello, guys. I'm excited to be back for our third podcast, and I'm throwing it straight to you, Ray. You said you had a PSA for us today. Yeah, right off the top, I want to. I just want to let people know that the wheels of commerce always turning. So today, this morning, a little bit different. I'm actually coming to you from my office, uh, overlooking the beautiful Wasatch Mountains. And by overlooking, I mean there's not a flipping window in this place. Uh, it's a converted <laughs> broom closet, but it is mine and it is my office. So just want the fans out there to know that if I have to jet, um, you know, the work is never done for a human resources professional. So this one, that's one. But here's the most important one, and this this kind of goes back. Uh, Coach Mark, when did we start doing this podcast thing? Is it 2014? You I, say this? I believe that's correct. Ago? The first Facebook post on our Facebook page uh, was in 2014. I believe it was July. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, uh, Coach Ray. Um, <laughs> question, have you tried to go into our old episodes? Not the ones that are currently posted on Spotify, which you can take a look at, six episodes. But the 50 episodes that were on iTunes from way back, like a decade ago. Uh, I have actually lost quite a few of those episodes. If they're still available, we need to download those. I, I have a lot of our content saved on uh, Google Drive. But, yeah, yeah. there's definitely a, lo- a, a lost archive out, those, out there somewhere that we need, to, we need to get our hands on. Uh, well, let me tell you, I tried. <laughs> so I went ahead and I followed some links, okay? I went to some pretty dark corners of the Internet. <laughs> the dark um, web. But <laughs> what I discovered was our old episodes are, are hosted on UMSL Radio. UMSL, Harvard of the Midwest, my alma mater. I will not sing the uh, the, the fight song right now, maybe oh, later. <laughs> um, but I realized that UMSL Radio, as a domain name, is now defunct and up for sale, my friend. Oh, man. Man, we might have to jump so, on that. <laughs> do we have some funds for that, Tristan? Do you know we can talk um, to Michael? I, I think we can do something. we got to make yeah, that happen. Have it's to a write-off. Umsel Radio, we got to own that. Right. Well, um, I am going to tell you the cost as I found it. Because when you go to it, it tells you you can have this domain name for the bargain basement price of $10,381. That is so specific. <laughs> Ten three eighty one. Well, start the GoFundMe now. We'll put the page up on. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. yeah. So, so it kind of led me to think here, and I don't know if this counts as my first topic. Maybe it does. I don't care. I just really want to know. Our as I look at at our our former catalog, over fifty episodes of content. How much do you think that's worth? Like, I don't think we're at ten thousand bucks, but Bob Dylan got three hundred million dollars for his catalog. <laughs> Neil Young got one hundred fifty million for for his. Um, David Guetta, a hundred million bucks. Whitney Man, Houston you're starting off hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some no, some, some contemporary names. How much do we think we get for our catalog, dude? Like hundred bucks? I don't know. Oh man, I mean, so first of all, there are those lost archives from back in the Podbean days when when we would record the phone call um, back even yeah. before we were on UMSL. Uh, yeah. it, it's been a long time. But if you had the whole thing together, I mean, I would pay for it. Um, you know, my dad or your mom would probably pay for it. Um, <laughs> maybe we could get a, a, a fund together to figure that out. But, um, yeah. I mean, like 30 bucks? Yeah. I mean, are, are, is that where we're starting the bidding? Start the bidding at $34? 
I think so. Just keep that in mind. I know. I know. You know. It's uh, Phoenix is a dry area, and Coach Mark does <laughs> oh, oh, water man. So, okay. If we uh, get to that point, <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's explore it. Yeah. My my question is. I mean, you get all of those episodes together. I. <laughs> You know, like we are the Bob Dylan of podcasting, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, we're something. I mean, old and out of touch and funny, weird voices. And I mean, that's Bob Dylan, right? But we're poetic in our own way. Yeah, that's fair. Well, hey, thank you for letting me kick off the show with that. Just want to let you all know that that's uh, available. So, Tristan, if you want to actually start a show now, we can. I guess we can. Do that. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome <laughs> in everybody. This right, is the right. Dueling yeah, Coaches no, Show. This, this, yeah, yeah. We, we okay. dove right in, hot, coming in with some. Of random references there, right? I'm I'm gonna get Ray to think a little bit about his next topic and how he per- <laughs> he, he he says it to us, right? So, so that's like the referee sending you to your corner, Ray. <laughs> Go to your corner and hockey. Oh, your stick was too high. Go sit in the box. Oh man, yeah, you're in, you're in the corner. Uh, go to the sin bin for a little while for that one, Ray. Um, yeah, no, episode three that we're putting out. Um, we're we're excited to get this thing up and, and keep right. it going, staying consistent every Saturday morning. Um, we are putting out a lot of content on the social media, so make sure you check out our uh, facebook.com slash duelingcoaches or at duelingcoaches on Instagram. And we found out, Ray, did you know we have a Twitter? Oh, clearly. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got one of those. It turns out we've been having Twitter this whole time. So we have Twitter, at duelingcoaches as well, however you like to reach out to us. Um, we'll be putting out content and love for you to interact with us that way. On all streaming platforms, it's at Dueling Coaches, so across anything. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you'll find us anywhere. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the first topic, mm-hmm. I'm going to hit it up. Nice. Uh, my dad, every time I come home, he watches a, a specific movie, right? Really? And it's just something that's near and dear to his heart, right? But also, he watches some of these animated um, uh Asian movies where they're all fighting and and crime scene and stuff and then the next day he'll watch a cowboy movie and I'm like this is definitely not you but he (laughs) enjoys watching it so I want to know for you guys what is the biggest thing that you think people wouldn't expect you to watch and what's one of your favorite movies oh so like the the favorite movie that people don't know like the dark horse favorite movie right or a tv show something that like you think other people won't recognize that you would watch? Ray, you want to go wow, first? You want me to jump on this? It's a good question. I kind of want you to jump on this, but I do want to say that, like, anytime, Kristen, your dad wants to hang out, like, I'm here. You know? <laughs> no, it's so weird. I'm in. I was with my friend, and he's like, yeah, my dad's probably home sitting and watching cowboy movies. And I, <laughs> I sat there, and I was looking at him, and I was like, What? My dad's yeah. sitting at home watching cowboy movies. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, full disclosure, when Tristan talks about his dad, former professional soccer player, first right. of all. Yeah. Like, he's big all time. Right. Um, so shout out to him for that. Uh, I, you know, the I love the old school, like, put on the Western, you know, put on the old cowboy movie, um, you know, put on kung fu movies. Like, that's so old right. school. Right, that's what he... That's I what love he it. Loves to watch. Um, you know, it reminds me of a, a, a Coach Litz saying when he'd see a bad player on the basketball court, he'd say that guy couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie, um, <laughs> which was classic yeah. Coach Litz. Um, th- it also reminds me of my wife, who I, I don't know if she's going to be listening because we're on episode three. She probably bailed after the second one uh, of us yeah, goofing sure. around and making fart jokes. But um, whenever I come home, she's watching Harry Potter. 
and mm-hmm. it's just on repeat on our at our house all the time. Um, and I've I've grown to like it. I still find stuff that I don't understand the the language that they're speaking because it's not English, even though they're technically <laughs> in England. Um, for me, that all time dark horse movie. If I really had to say um, one of them, well, gosh, I I can't even think of anything like like I'm a, I'm dumb comedy Tommy Boy Happy Gilmore Wayne's World those were kind of my lane, um, but outside of that lane, um, man, Ray, you got anything? That's a stumper. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. Help I me out. I bought you some time. When I, when I speaking of wives and what they watch. Um, I often make fun of my wife when I come home and she's watching the Lifetime movies, especially around Christmas time. And I make fun of her and I'm like, this is ridiculous. And for people that don't know, my wife is the hero of the family. She's a traveling nurse, right? She delivers babies. Um, And so she travels all the time. And so we have a lot of time where we're like watching our own TV shows. And so she consumes Lifetime cheesy movies all the time. Well, sometimes like I get home early from work and I like walk in and she's watching a Lifetime movie and I make fun of her and I sit down. Dude, I'm in. And then we're we're watching a Lifetime movie. Yeah, there was so much blame on your wife there just for you to sit down and enjoy it, too. (laughs) I know. I have kind of a glimpse into my my marriage. You're welcome, everybody. Um, But absolutely, especially the Christmas movies, like – I, I remember I got outed. I'm sitting there watching, like, Good Morning America, Day Show, whatever it is, with my wife, and they're talking about the best uh, Lifetime Christmas movies of the season, and they had their number one. I was like, that's ridiculous. It's not oh, that man. good. And my wife looked at me like, uh, how do you know that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's mine. Lifetime, especially Christmas movies, I'm in. So I, that made me think, because there's some guilty pleasures of, like um, – you know, every once in a while, like, I, I was really into wrestling when I was in high school. Like, the okay. WWF wrestling back oh, then. Oh, here we go. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan callback. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, our Instagram, I just have to kind of side note this, speaking of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, so, we made, we had to make a demo reel. And so, Ray and I recorded uh, a, a topic that will probably come up on this show in the future. But for those of you who don't know, uh, the name Hacksaw Jim Duggan came up and he is a former WWF wrestler that was the like a, a fan favorite for nothing. Like we don't know why, but he just carried a two by four and yelled, Ho like that that was his whole shtick. <laughs> so um with all of that, I followed Hacksaw Jim Duggan on our Instagram because he came up in that first yep. demo reel. Yep. Ray might be the best follow of all time. Like I, I was about to say, I go on there and yeah. every other one is just hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? He's and posting I'm like, all what the time. Is this all the time? It's amazing. <laughs> and and like to listen to him, just see him like the ducks are out today, and he's just showing like a grass field and like two birds walking by, and that's his that's his day. Really seems like a great guy. Amazing, amazing. Right. So that being said, watch some WWF growing up. Also, uh, the guilty pleasure. Um, there's a couple of like CW shows that are super cheesy, um, like mm-hmm. Lucifer. I got really into oh, yeah. when I was on the road a lot, just yes. because there's a ton of episodes and I kind of got hooked in. Yes. And uh, what was the other? One? Oh, some of those like The Flash. So there's some of those that are like the superhero, okay. but they're more like a teeny bopper, like um, kind of a young person. I just got into the shows, and so I, I watched the whole series. So those would be mine. That, that's okay. a great question though. I, yeah. there's always those guilty pleasures. I want to, I want to hear about yours. We're going to put that up on our social media. Um, let us know your guilty pleasure movie or uh, TV show. 
and we'll shout you out on the on the air next time. Our, going forward, we want to have a when we actually get some responses on our social media, <laughs> Tristan's going to be monitoring some of those and then share them out with us. And Ray and I can comment about your comments so we can have some interaction and back and forth with the right. fans. Of course. Um, my favorite movie of all time is Django Unchained. I love that movie. Wow. PG. It's, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. It's very PG. <laughs> Fun for the whole so, family. Right. Yeah. The whole family. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I love and I was just bashing my dad off of a cowboy movie, yeah. but that one is my favorite. Yeah. Or Murder on the Orient Express. I oh. love the murder mysteries. With the I mustache. Really love them. Yes, I love his mustache. <laughs> That's why I love it. Just kidding. Um, but I also like little TV series like uh, Dahmer, the Dahmer series. Oh, I love that series. You are series. dark. Ah, you're exposing yourself here. Watch out for this guy, Ray. We got to keep him on our good side. See, this this just shows you that you don't know what people watch. Ray, what'd you say? I couldn't hear that. Sorry. I said you're. It's okay. You're in a pretty small studio with this guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, scoot away a little bit slowly (laughs) and surely here. But it's just the interesting things that different people watch and are intrigued by Mm -hmm. that I just wanted to bring to everyone's attention. Like, what do you guys watch and what do you think people wouldn't know about you from watching those? Yeah, right? absolutely. And that's a, it's a great point because there's, everybody's got that, Hey, you have to watch this show. Right. And that's kind of the, like a staple of conversation nowadays when, when, you know, whatever you've been talking about dies down a little bit, it's like, so what shows are you watching? Or you have, you get into like some heavy series and you want to share and tell everybody that they have to watch it. Right. Um, yeah, there's there's some good there's so much TV out now. Right. The streaming is just crazy. And we um, yeah, it, it, it's fun to get hooked into a show and and binge it and not not do anything else for a whole weekend. That's kind of kind of fun there. I agree. Right. So, Mark, I'm going to give you the first one to give uh, Ray a little bit more time <laughs> to think about his first topic. Yeah. So what's yours? So um, first topic here, uh, Ray, I know that they always say, you know, with new friends and, and new family, you, you never want to talk politics. Oh, boy. Here we go. But <laughs> we always go against the rules on this show. Um and, and, Ray, I want to know what your take is um, on the uh, election controversy. And we can just dive right in. I know that this is not like – it's kind of a left turn from what we were talking about with TV. But yeah. um, I am curious to know your thoughts about the controversial election recently. Uh, that doesn't narrow it down, Coach Mark. <laughs> well, you know, the, the big popular one. There the, we the, go. Here we I go. Like you're, like you're setting me up. <laughs> I'm just going to take the bait. That a boy. Going to take the bait. You know, I'm going to dive right in. I believe in democracy, my friend. I believe in the integrity of elections, and uh, I am also a conspiracy theorist. So I believe both that this was the most secure election of all time, and oh, wow. that, that uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, got robbed. Oh, oh, hacks! No, 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 no. This is a different election that I'm talking about. Um, we uh, we had the secret ballot vote for the DCP sports czar. Oh, uh, is that what they were talking? Yeah, about? the election controversy. That that's the one that yeah. I'm talking about here. Of so, course, okay. of course, you didn't. Yeah. Of so course. Tristan voted, and and I voted. Um, right. And so the results so far, um, we did a secret ballot, and um, yeah. I voted for Tristan because I don't think either of us are competent enough to do it. And um, yep. Tristan actually voted for you. And oh. so since I'm assuming that you're going to vote for yourself, 
<laughs> I'm going to congratulate you on becoming the DCP czar of sports. I mean, we're yep. kind of stealing this idea from Bill Simmons, but we that doesn't matter. That's what we do. Um, so you're now the czar of sports. So you are the, the grand poobah over yep. all of the sports leagues, college, professional, international, Olympics, everything under the sporting umbrella. My, okay. my question is... What, what's your first play? What's, what do you do first? What are you fixing in sports okay. that you are now in complete control and in charge yeah. of everything sports related? Ooh. A lot of responsibility. Yeah. Wow. That's a good yeah, one. You're, you're absolutely right. And there are two things that come to my mind right away. And by the way, you said we didn't have the confidence or competence because we have the confidence. Oh, competence. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We don't, we don't have the confidence, but I'm going to do it anyway. So <laughs> I've got two uh, right off the top of my head. Uh, one of them has to do with the college football playoff, but we're not going to talk about that one. Okay, because that's the easy one. <laughs> that's the easy one. The one we're going to talk about is the difference in sports betting rules across states. I'm going to out myself as a degenerate gambler. But this is ridiculous, okay? The fact that I cannot make sports bets um, in in the great state of Utah is absurd, and I'm done with it. Okay, I'm going to wave my wand. We're going to have a federal sports betting policy, and let me tell you, uh, we're going to we're going to generate a lot of tax dollars for the world. Let me, that that that's my decision, Kirkland. World tax dollars that will go to help saving the penguins in Antarctica. Um, Obviously. Yeah, so I, you know, and I appreciate that because that means less time on on the phone that I'm trying to track down how many, you know, what the odds are of a Christian McCaffrey first touchdown um, in, you know, next Thursday's Fair game. Point. Um, Fair point. My question for you, sports czar, how do you yep. – I, I, one of the most frustrating things for me, if I were the sports var, czar, but I, I didn't get voted in. Um, yeah. I, I, we have the – there's a sport that we have the best players in the world right here at home. It is an international sport that is beloved by by millions and millions and millions. People watch it every single day on television, college professional. What why can we not get the WNBA going? Like like what is the right. problem here? Like can you fix the WNBA as the sports are? Oh, this is a great question. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to accept your question. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to go right back with a question on you. What <laughs> if it is fixed? What if it doesn't need to get fixed? What if it is exactly what it is now is what it's supposed to be, right? It's sort of like the people that like the WNBA love the WNBA, and it is, it is their jam, and they're all about it. What if what we're looking at today is success, and we should stop measuring it against some other sports and instead just enjoy it for what it is? Just asking the question. That, that sounds like a very presidential political answer to fixing a problem. Because some of Thank it's you. based off fans as well. Like right, the fan base. Right, but then it's like, how do you build the fan base? Does it? It needs to be on TV right. more because the more it's on TV, right. the more people watch it, the more they like it. But it's also mm-hmm. hard to watch a game and see those the empty stands. And it's yeah. good basketball. Like as a basketball fan and as a coach that Ray and I are, you know, like it's a different game, but it's really good ball. And you've got some stars and some big, big time names that are players that, um, you know, the, it, it's it's a great sport. And I just don't know. It, it bothers me that right. um, that that's not there. And that, you know, our players, again, not to get political, but we do get political apparently today, you know, have to go overseas to try to make enough money, you know, and play in other leagues around the world um, right, yeah. to support themselves. Right. 
Yeah, that's certainly an issue. I I agree with that. I do think there are some tweaks around the edges, but you have to remember, like a lot of the leagues that started, how long has the WB and WNBA been around? 20 years? At like least. 20 years now? Oh, wow. At least, yeah. I mean, you think back like Cheryl Swoops days and, and uh, uh, Cheryl Miller, all the best players yeah. named Cheryl. Maybe I'll name my daughter Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the, one of the problems is, is we're not a very patient society. And if you remember, True. like go back and look at the NBA in the 40s, 50s, 60s, even the 70s. Like it took 40 years to become a culturally relevant because they had Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. The question is, are we willing to wait for that type of, of buzz to come out uh, around uh, women's basketball? I do think like – there's some things that it's never going to be. It's never going to be as good as it can be while they're still flying coach and doing some of this stuff, right? Like that yeah. has to get fixed. We have owners that make plenty of money and and can work off the bottom line. So I might I might do some things like that. But um, you know, Mark, uh, I believe in uh, the government should set up an environment in which people can succeed on their own. And I'm not sure that the hand of the government needs to come in and force the WNBA um, down people's throats. They may have to actually like allow them to organically grow which it feels like they've done just not as fast as some people want like you we <laughs> whoa first of all yeah. you whoa. watch your mouth uh second of <laughs> all it sounds like we're an actual sports show and that means we need to change topics because this is getting a little bit too serious right. but yep. the third of all um that is clearly why tristan voted for you and not for me is the, the presidential yeah. inserts like that right so, i trusted you congratulations sports are uh right. you, you won the game there <laughs> Ray, what, what's your next topic? Oh, this is great. Um, we're going to do a little exercise here. I, I'm hoping the two of you have a uh, uh, piece of paper and a pencil in front of you. Oh. Uh, I'm going to ask for some help here. So, is number two pencil okay? Number two is perfect. Okay. What about a pen? Uh oh. So, Tristan's well, that you're, student. You're, you're <laughs> but, um, people may or may not know we're three episodes in, but I am the old guy in the group, right? I just turned 40 years old. Uh, Mark, I don't know how old you are, but you're the hippest 30-year-old uh, that I know. And, of course, uh, uh, Tristan is the bee's knees and uh, knows all that. Okay, uh, yeah. If you guys are at home, get a pen and pencil and a paper. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so you can follow have to write a lot. Play the home game. Right. <laughs> Go ahead, right? Yeah, I age myself by calling some of the bee's knees. Anyway, this is how this is going to work, right? I have a variety of things, okay, a, a stuff that – from now, now, time and time again, as I get older, I'm not sure I'm allowed to do, okay? Because I used to do these things in my 20s, and now I'm in my 40s. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you something, and you're going to tell me at what age does it become no longer appropriate. And Ooh. I'm going to give you the first one. This is, a, this is a real easy, like, at what age can you wear your hat backwards? Like, can I do that now? Oh. And not do that now. Is there an age that, that suddenly that becomes like you're an old guy trying to look younger? Does it make sense? This game makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. So so I want to give my take, and then Tristan will give the correct answer. Um, okay, I like that. Because I, I laugh at my dad hysterically when he does this, right? Like he does yeah. it just to be a goof and to kind of make a funny face. Um, and so I would say that, you know, but I still see myself as cool enough to do it. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, yeah, but that's the yeah. problem. So I have a feeling that my, uh, you know, my insecurities are going to be exposed here and that uh, <laughs> I'm going to be made fun of. But I would say, you know, but there's always something like I, I don't think that there's a, a, a cool grandpa that can pull it off unless you're like a movie star or something with like a trucker hat yeah. and Ashton Kutcher. 
But I yeah. do think there's like um, there's kind of a cool dad vibe where you can like, hey, I'm gonna put my hat backwards. We're gonna go play catch, right? Um, okay. So I would say forty, maybe forty-one. Okay, hold on. I gotta put my hat forward. <laughs> hold on. Okay, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> good. Okay, let's go to the actual answer, Tristan. What are we thinking? Here? Okay, give me that question again, just so I, I can process know, it better. At what age should I feel bad, weird, awkward? For wearing my hat backwards. Oh man! So what's the what's the yeah. limit on when you can wear your hat backwards? I'm gonna have to say 55. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Helping us out nice. here. He's a good student. He knows where he gets his grades from. <laughs> right. I'm gonna have to say 55 because both my parents are around the age of that zone, and just seeing that would be like, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. Thank you. Okay. But to be clear, like. <laughs> When you're a former professional soccer player, you're on a different level. That is true, yes. We're talking about normal Joes, normal chuckleheads. Soccer players don't wear hats, though. That's the interesting You know, I think think there's kind of a side with this that it's when you're at that age where you're like, Dad, you're embarrassing me, right? That, like, mid-teen, like 14, 15. That's whenever your kids are that age, that's when you're too old to do it. Can we? Is that a fair answer? See, my dad would wear his Cardinals hats. And it would be all cool. And then he'd put it back when he's doing some work or, or something. Yeah. If he did it now, I'd be like, Dad, put it. Not cool, bro. No, no. <laughs> okay, Go put it in your room okay, or be respectful. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the next one. Uh, we're going to go with calling people bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm writing in my notes right now. I just did that yep, one. I'm, I'm writing uh, in my notes right now. Thank you, Rick. Oh, man. For us, uh, yeah, wow. So this is what it feels like to be called out on live on the radio. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say 39. You want me to stop in August? I will. Oh, my God. That's great. Uh, no, go ahead, Tristan. What, what, Honestly, what, I'm going to say if you're on. a teenager. If okay. you're a teenager, you cannot say that to, like, an adult or something. No, but, like, how old can you be to say it to anybody? To say it to anybody. Oh, okay. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, like if I if I'm like, hey, bro, like, is that weird to have a 38 year old call you, bro? That's that's a good one. I'd have to say, oh, like 35, 30 to 35. You can't be in your 20s. That's just too young. Oh man. No, that's true. But I have two caveats because I've really thought through this, right? I actually prepped uh, like 18 minutes before we started. Whoa. There are two caveats that are super important that I want to get your take on. Number one, when you're saying it condescendingly, like instead of saying chief. Like you're saying, bro. So if you're like an older dude like me and I want to make Mark feel bad about himself, I'm like, bro, like, bro. Right. Same kind of thing. And number two, I have a colleague here um, that I talk to all the time. Gentleman in his 50s. He is a Southern California uh, dude, like through and through. Like he I feel like he says bro all the time and he's 100 percent allowed to. Right. But those are like the two caveats. So what, who is this guy? What What do you mean you have a, a friend that you talk to all the time, Ray? What, I don't. No, it's a colleague, man. Oh, it's a colleague, Dan Sando. That's just, my dude. It's uh, a colleague. <laughs> so you. So now but, you're. Uh, now you're. T- it's a colleague. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And you talk colleague. to him all the time, and and you don't. No, call they me. give tips to each other. You they give advice, and I don't get that what? phone call. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to make you jealous. Anyway, okay. Here's the next. One. Here's the next one. Uh, the pound. Right. The pound. And special. <laughs> Special consideration for the pound and explosion. So, uh, for those younger listeners, right, Tristan okay. looked at me like I yeah, was crazy. Yep. Fist bump. 
Okay. Like the knuckles. The pound. Give me a pound, dog. See, adults would be like, give me a pound, and I still look at them like, okay, what, yeah. what do you want me the, to Yeah, a pound of what? Uh, the caveat <laughs> here is is that was more acceptable because of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, but I have sure. recently gone up to actually an instructor on campus here at uh, you know the Harvard of Mesa Career Technical Education Schools, EVIT, and uh, I went to give him knuckles to thank him at the end of the conversation. He was like, no, I don't do that. I, you can shake my hand. And he was probably like low thirties, like late twenties. Yeah. Okay. And I was yeah. like, wow, I, I just got put in my place. So, uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly, uh, younger than I am, I would say, uh, to, to give the knuckles. It, but although like if I hit a good golf shot and my dad, who's 70 now is probably listening, shout out super fan, Kevin McCann, he'll, he'll give me like a, a knuckles on a good putt or something. And that's kind of a fun yeah. one. Yeah. See, I'm gonna have to go against Mark and say the older <laughs> generations. So I'm gonna have to say like, 50 through 60, somewhere around there. Because oh, when they're wow, saying, okay. give me pound, then you're like, okay, yeah. But the younger generations, we don't really do that with oh, each wow. other. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Interesting. So we're okay. we're so well, out of touch. We're just one. more of like yeah. a handshake, you know? In a different universe in that. Uh, so out of touch. Well, Ray, um, right. do you have one more? Because I actually have uh, some breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Instead of breaking news, so we'll go, we'll go one more. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the, the, the sunglasses, this came from my wife because I asked my wife this uh, last night. The sunglasses on the top of your head, but backwards. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like on the back of your head? Yeah, like on the back of your head. Right, oh, just like, sitting there. Geez. Right, yeah, see, like, yeah. first of all, I'm disappointed in how much you actually prepared for this show. You talked to your wife about it. <laughs> I don't even know who you are anymore. Uh, but no, I'll, uh, I'll say that, uh, like, that just shouldn't be done. Like that's a zero. Yeah. Like that's a never. Yeah. There's there's sometimes when you're like on the golf course with a hat on, that that's yeah. that's acceptable. Um, oh yeah. So like you'll see pro golfers do it and they look cool. I'm thinking like uh, David Duvall. Um, mm. You know some yeah. of those older Tiger golfers. Woods Tiger could pull really it off good. if he if he wanted to. Yeah, for sure. But overall, I don't. I let's let's not do that. You know, like put them in your on your shirt collar or something. Okay. What do you think, Tristan? Okay. I appreciate that. Um, Thanks, I have... guys. I really feel like uh, I really feel like I'm about to become the hippest forty year old oh, uh, man. inside of Lowell, we, Oregon. So yeah, we we uh, really accomplished something here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give us tips that. to give you feedback. Yeah. So so, so the breaking <laughs> news. I'm gonna just jump right in here. We do have a guest caller on the line. Guest caller, are you there? Do you want me to actually say something? Or just hey, <laughs> there he is. The dramatic pause. We, guest caller, would you please introduce yourself to the show? Uh, my name is David. First time, long time. <laughs> and David, we have a special segment that uh, Ray and Tristan don't know about. But um, I was wondering if you would like to take the second topic. I, I want to gift it to my good friend, David Wasserberger, friend of the show. Huge fan of the show. And uh, thought I had a fun topic for you bros. <laughs> okay, bro, go ahead. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> That's what it's respectable to use, bro, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, this, this topic is about an, uh, a music artist that I love that no one really talks about, despite mm. having a massive, massive discography and... Um, having been around for 
for a long time. Um, Wow. Underappreciated, undervalued. I'm wondering who this is. Yeah. And it's, it's an artist. If a concept could be an artist, Hmm. I am talking about the, now that's what I call music theories of, (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Music. Let's dive right in. Super underappreciated. Now that's what I call music, you know, collecting the, the best of the best. It's uh, it's now that's what I call music exclamation point. Oh, that's that's <laughs> what brings it home. <laughs> so I've always pictured you guys are talking about forty year olds and dads. I've always pictured like music coming on and like a a dad who thinks he's about to connect with his children being like, now that's what I call music. <laughs> the stepdad <laughs> driving his kids home to, for, to take them to their mom's house and drop them off. And no, that's wait, what I call music. I'm hip. Wait, was Wasp in my house last night? Wait, <laughs> you see that? Okay, never mind. Sorry, keep going. So, um, a lot to unpack with this music series. And I've just got a bunch of, uh, I've got some, some questions for you guys about the series in general. And then, um, we're going to play a little game where, uh, you try and guess what album Ooh. a song was from. Oh man. Oh, here we yeah. go. I'm just going to sit ready. all the way in the corner. Over yeah. Here. You just go take a break. Justin. <laughs> right, yep. We'll take care of this segment. My all right. Break. Hit us with it. Was we want to hear it. All right. So what began in the United Kingdom in 1983, uh, that's where now that's what I call music began. Wow. Uh, became a huge hit in the states beginning in what year what year did we adopt see now that's what i call music exclamation point brand <laughs> right Ooh, yeah I, I i gotta go like was this 96 i'm gonna guess 96 1996 yeah my thought was 97 both good guesses it was 1998 oh i think i win that one okay <laughs> um, we got close man yeah we're right there freshman year of high school for me um Tristan's look at me like, did they have color TV back then? Right, right. Uh, what is the most recent volume oh, of Now That's What I Call Music? Uh, 1,804. No. Um, the problem is, is now, they have, <laughs> now that's what I call music country. Now that's what I call music Christmas. Like They've, they've blown this thing out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say like, I don't know, 80. Yeah, this, this kind of reminds me of like UFC where you just don't know what number it is. Um, yeah. But they keep keep counting them for some reason. Uh, I, the number that came into my head was 214. All right. Well, it's 84. So Wow. Oh, wow. Not even close. Pretty good. Well, here's the thing. I so I'm, we, I should have specified, we're just talking about the Now That's What I Call Music series. Uh, Ray's correct. They have expanded it to where there is probably hundreds. Um, yeah. Like CSI and Law and Order, they just couldn't help themselves. Oh, they could not help themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact: the first twenty-nine volumes reached at least a platinum certification, and eighteen albums from the series have reached number one on the Billboard two hundred chart. No way. Twenty-nine platinum. That must uh, be why they've made eighty of them. Twenty-nine of twenty-nine of the eighty-four. Wow. I mean, there's nothing like a wonderful collection of the hottest music of the year, all edited, uh, to make sure there's no bad language. Great job. No, that's what I call music. Exclamation point. Um, as of now, 84, a total of 984 acts have been featured on the main series catalog, along with 1,714 tracks. 
The most U.S. Now albums appeared on by an independent artist is a tie between whom? Oh, oh, this is such a good question. Quad City so DJs? What what, what <laughs> artist? I'll, I'll tell you that, that both are, are just artists known by their name. It's not a group. Oh, 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 okay. Because I was going to go like Imagine Dragons or something oh. or Maroon 5. I feel like Maroon 5 is a song and literally all 84 of them. Um, <laughs> man, yeah, this is tough. Oh, uh, the weekend. I'm gonna go Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. The weekend. Uh, God, Ray is surprisingly good Get at out. these games. Wow. What, what, what is it? Taylor Swift is one of them. Oh man. Thank you. Dirtbag. And uh, I'll give you the other one. It was uh, it's K Pair. Katy Perry. Ooh. Katy oh. Perry. <laughs> Reminds me of yeah, your son Brooks, right? I always think of him when I think of Katy Perry because he used to sing, look, sing look, Katy Perry all over the house. My career as a wedding DJ has given me so much, so much back from a skill set perspective. This is now, and that's what I call me. It's right in my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Nice. Do okay. Just, do you just put in one of these albums and walk away? <laughs> <laughs> all eighty-four. Uh, and then finally, which volume of Now That's What I Call Music has been the most successful? Oh, God. 14? <laughs> oh, 11. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got, Mark? I said 14. Okay. Uh, volume 5. Oh. Oh, the classic, of course. Volume 5 went quadruple platinum. Wow. What did it have on off, it? Started uh, off with track one, It's Gonna Be Me by InSync. Oh, yeah. And ending in, oh, yeah. with track 19, It's My Life by John Bon Jovi. Uh, that damn. that spans jam. like a huge like variety of genres. That was the thing about it is it's just whatever the radio is, right? Like you could basically just put a, a tape recorder to the radio. I, kids, there's a thing called a tape recorder that back in the day we used to actually take a cassette. <laughs> okay. Tristan is yawning. Tristan had to hold off his comment because he was yawning. Uh, but back in the day, you could actually record the radio. So we would we have your boombox that played the radio station. You'd put in a cassette tape and hit record. Google it. You can, you can find a, a video on YouTube, I'm sure. Wait, how do you, how do you spell it? C-A-S-E-T-T-E, cassette tape. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Google that. All right, so now, now we've got uh, a handful of songs, depending on how many you want to <laughs> Let's hit just a couple. All right. Here is the first one. Hopefully this comes through over my phone. Are you playing it on the cassette tape? I just got to rewind just a second. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the game here? Are we picking what album it's on or if it is on an album? No, which you're going to guess which which now. The, gotcha. the the game's called Name That Now. <laughs> Name That oh, Now. Name that now. No. I like this because we know what was on five, so it's got to be like plus. <laughs> that's good. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Wow. So this is Sugar Sugar. This is the Daniel Scheinman special. Um, <laughs> when I would DJ our fraternity parties back in college. He would come up to me at every party and every dance and ask me to play this song. Um, so that means it was around in like 2004, 2005, okay. probably. Yep. So I'm yep. going to go ahead and say that is on, God, what? So we've been 25 years, 84 episodes, so about three a year. I'm going to say that's on 14. That's a good guess. That's a really good guess. I'm going to go a little bit later. 
Um, I think it's going to be around 17. I wish that I had prepared prizes for you guys. You're so good at this. <laughs> it was on now 14. Hey! Oh, Gotta love it. it. Chicken dinner. A little math coming there. Out, coming out in November of 2003. Oh, okay. That's okay. Same. This is insane. Thank you, this is thank you Shineman. Thank you, okay. Shineman. Okay, one more. We got one more in us. I got let's I gotta get one more time. I gotta redeem myself here. All right. And uh sorry, I'm just queuing this. We're gonna yeah, you gotta fast forward, flip the tape over to the B side. I mean, this is yeah, where sure. I can come in. Okay and, here and, we, and say here we go. Oh he's got it. <laughs> tech <Okay>. savvy. <laughs> Ray, this is like a wedding yeah. jam. Yeah, I hear you snapping yeah. your fingers. You want to go ahead and take this right. one? Oh, wow. I mean, I have no idea when this song came out, so I'm throwing a shot in the dark here, but I'm going to go. I think that was now number nine. Number nine. <laughs> nine. Um, so, Ray, do you know this, the artist and the title of that song? I have no idea. God, I, I, like I don't Jodeci know. Jodeci or something? Um, I'm going to say. God, last one was 14. I definitely think it's earlier. I'm going to say 11. Mm. Released in July 2000. That was Get It On Tonight by Montel Jordan off of Now 4. Oh, wow. So so they picked up steam. So it was like an annual thing in the beginning, and now they're doing more than one a year. I I get it. That's kind of an exponential growth thing there. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. You're probably wondering why I was specifying the months of the year that it came out, because specifying the year wouldn't be accurate enough. Yeah, you got You got to be very specific. Well, Wasserberger, that was incredible. From 2001 to 2009, uh, they averaged three nows per year. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. And then <laughs> in 2010 to 22, uh, the... Now's per year, the NPY went up to four. <laughs> well, we we got to have you back to tell us more about uh, future now that that's what I, I call music, exclamation points. Wasserberger, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's good to good to talk to you a little bit here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Love talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we will talk to you soon on a future episode, and uh, thanks for being our first caller. Right on. Yeah, it's great. A lot of a lot of now CDs going in uh, going in Christmas stockings, you know, over the years. A lot of those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys did a great job. You guys actually tied for closeness or hey, even getting it. So you, you did a great job, Ray. Your next topic. Oh, oh, yep. We had a little, uh, we had a little, a little feedback. A little Wasserburger um, hangout. Okay. So we're gonna okay, go straight into top three, bottom three, and Ray. I hear that you had it today. I do. So here's the problem with having a wildly successful show for almost a decade, or moderately, or barely successful. doesn't matter, okay? Sometimes you think of really good ideas, and you're pretty convinced that you've done this before. The good news is I think we did this like eight years ago, so I I think I'm going to be safe here and throwing this out. Plus, we have a new member, and so I want to know what Joe Jobs like Tristan has done as well. So we're going to go top three, bottom three Joe Jobs. Mark, you want to re- remind the listeners what a Joe job is, if you can even remember? Yeah. No, I, I've, I've had my fair share. So a Joe job is like the the work that you do that's like a, you know, like 
you work at a fast food restaurant, you work at something where it's just like you're probably getting minimum wage. You're just doing something to make a couple extra bucks. Um, usually like high school, college, something on the side that uh, that just helps pay the bills a little bit. It's not like a career. It's something where, yeah. you, you know, you might have a hairnet. You probably have like a uniform. <laughs> Um, Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So top three, bottom three, Joe Jobs. Um, I'll yeah. kick us off. I'm going to go bottom three because it's the first one I always Uh-oh. think of. When I was in high school, um, my parents set me up with a landscaping, a, a guy that needed some landscaping done. So a buddy and I went right. over, and it was like a 25-minute drive, and we yep. would go to his house. And this guy owned a furniture company in my hometown, um, and he would – like he would walk out in his like undershirt and suspenders and nice. and so like just kind of like yes well hmm like upper class <laughs> go ahead and lop off the weeds over on that side <laughs> and then um dig tree trenches over here and we would get there at 6 a.m. and it was in the middle of the summer like before senior year of high school and by mm-hmm. about 8:30 we're like we're done with this and so we yeah. would take off and uh it was miserable we actually got fired because we would leave and go. There was a cute girl that worked at the Dairy Queen down the road. And, uh, nice. nice. And so we would leave early and go see them when they opened and get blizzards because it was hot. And, and well, she was too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my first bottom three Joe job. Tristan, you're up. So hashtag still young. Um, <laughs> so we got hashtagged, right? That was cool. So top three, I have one on my top three list. Environmentalist. It was plumbing. Uh, my dad had a friend and I went and did plumbing with him. A very fun job. It was very cold because it was in the yeah. winter. So just standing outside, uh, just cleaning out the sewages. It was Ooh. actually really fun. Ooh, that was really top fun. three? Yes. Wow. Yes, it was I, I really fun. You, like, like, Tristan, I know you got a pen and paper in front of you. I don't want to write this down. Gosh, um, anytime, anytime in your youth that you have an opportunity to work with an electrician, a contractor, a plumber. These are skills that at some point when you have your own place, you're going to need. So like, right. I, I'm glad you put it as a top three because you're going to remember this and it's going to be good for you. Yeah, cockroaches were not in my top three. I just want to let oh, you guys gross. know that right now. But Yikes. So, Ray, you have a top three or a bottom three? Obviously. Yeah, of course I do. It's my topic. <laughs> I thought about this. I'm not going to go wedding DJ. That uh, clearly that has uh, given me so many gains in life. Um, I'm going to go with a top three now that I look back. Uh, You know, there was a summer, and Mark knows about this summer, that I decided I was going to do a lot of part-time jobs, right? I was going to be – I was going to do a lot of basketball clinics, coaching clinics, things like that. But I had to have something steady. So three days a week, my behind would get in a car at 4 a.m. and would drive to Figaro's Pizza in Cresswell, Oregon, home of Luke Jackson. Figaro's Pizza. Figaro's Pizza. And I would make dough at four in the morning for like three hours. And when I was waiting for the dough to rise, I would make boxes. I would make pizza boxes. I'm going to tell you right now, that job was awesome. It was a lot of like, speaking of now, that's what I call music. (laughs) I brought my discman. I throw that that stuff on, right? And I just listen for hours and make dough. It was three days a week, man. It was was awesome. That sounds amazing. I'm pretty sure um, minimum wage at the time was like, six bucks and i'm pretty sure i made five cents over minimum wage so rolling so you made dough making dough 
Oh, I see what you did there. There, there <laughs> yeah. is there is something that's therapeutic about uh, making the boxes. I, I used to do that too. And there's a commercial from Domino's like a, a couple years ago where they would like, this guy's slamming through the boxes. And I was like, that was my favorite part. Like, I worked at a pizza shop too, but it wasn't as classy as Figaro's. But Yeah, clearly. Um, so I'll go with a top three. Um, one of my favorite jobs that I had, when, that was a Joe job in high school, um, I was actually at a deli uh, called the yeah. Chippery back in my hometown of Corvallis, Oregon, and we made potato chips as well. So we would serve sandwiches like a regular deli, um, and then you could. We had 13 flavors of sam- of uh, potato chips, and we also mm-hmm. had like a, a Willy Wonka style machine that would Beautiful. cut through, cut the the potatoes, put them through the oil, and I really loved that job because they were really fun, like college kids that worked there. I think I was a senior in high school. Um, that was a, f- a fun Joe job for sure, just because it was a, a cool group. Um, that was actually where I decided that if um, I was kind of jealous of the people that smoke cigarettes and I was like, maybe I should take up smoking because those people get an extra like five minute break every hour where they're just like, oh, I'm going to go have a cigarette. All right. <laughs> and you're like, OK, I'll just man everything in here then by myself. Yeah. Well, it's so funny you mentioned that because I'm going to go the opposite. And Tristan, I know it's your turn, but I'm going to step in here, right? Because <laughs> on the opposite side, I had almost the exact opposite experience with my very first Joe job at Dairy Queen. Uh, shout out to the Dairy Queen in Pleasant Hill. Uh, that was operated by a couple ladies that had been there for like 17 and 19 years. And if you ever met somebody that's worked for over a decade at a Dairy Queen, like it's exactly what you think it is. Number one, I was... 17, 18 years old, thought I was all hot, everything, right? And so they did not like me. Um, I was on the grill. Uh, I was the guy that cleaned out the grease trap. I had to clean out the deep fryers. Like, it was awful. I smelled like Dairy Queen 100% of the time, no matter how many times I showered. So everything that Mark just said about his experience, mine was exactly the opposite. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you have any yeah. other jobs that you can relate to, Tristan? Right. Any other so, Joe jobs? Uh. Bottom three, I'd have to say Subway. Oh. I did not like working at Subway. Sandwich artist. Right. And so <laughs> some some of the people there, they were pretty picky, and it just made me kind of disgusted at what they wanted. So you have to put on a olives. smile, Two right? Don't too many olives. Take them off. All right. Olives. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, I want some banana peppers on top of uh, jalapeno peppers and also green peppers yeah. and onions. And I was like, whoa. Okay, what are we doing here on a tuna sandwich? <laughs> so I'm over here like smiling, like, wow, dude, this is really good. Yeah. yeah. You just don't want to think about it. Just just put the stuff on the sandwich and right, move on. And move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I'll just go bottom three on that one. Okay. Top three for me, another top. I'll do um, – I was a busboy at a bar and restaurant called Cafe Lucky Noodle that was mm-hmm. so much fun in college – uh, cool people. Uh, it was super busy. It was a kind of a fancy restaurant, you know, pretty expensive, but the, just the, it was like a six to close shift. So it would always be the bar crowd at the end of the night. And it kind of had like a jazz vibe. And then these uh, DJs would come in and play some hip hop jazz on Saturday nights. And it was just one of those fun jobs where there was a, a crowd and a vibe and being in on the, like the bar, the, you know, the, the bar side where you're actually working there. Um, people kind of, you know, they, there was kind of just you were part of the gang that way. So there was a, a cool crew of people that worked there. I learned a lot about the uh, service industry that mm-hmm. I had no idea that uh, so there's some crazy stuff that goes on. 
And uh, I, you know, it's funny to just go, I'm not going to take part in that, but okay, let, let's go. You know, it's a fun night, you know, guy. So anyway, it was a good time. And being uh, 20 years old at the time, we, we it, it got a little rowdy and, and it was fun, but um, yeah, definitely a cool vibe there. Those DJs, just having that music, like you said, the, the, now that's what I call music exclamation point really, really adds in there. <laughs> yeah, just throw, throw the CD on the background. Okay, I got one more. I got one more. It's the top three. I am known throughout my circle of friends as, as having an ability to make amazing guacamole. And it's nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the cooks that I worked with at Mucho Gusto. Uh, Mark knows Mucho Gusto is a Eugene, Oregon staple. Um, it's, it's very well known. I worked there for two years. Um, the cooks really liked me because I would cover for their dishwashing shifts, right? So you have a group of dishwashers, you have a group of cooks, and you have a group of people that are sort of out front, like on the line making burritos at Mucho Gusto. And uh, I would say yes to everything. I like these guys. They, they were awesome. There's a group of four or five of them who had family members in Mexico, and this is one of their, like, two or three jobs. And so they worked their butts off. Yeah. And so I love these guys, and I learned everything I could from them. And so they taught me how to make guacamole. They taught me how to make salsa, everything else. So now uh, that's sort of my go-to party trick. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guac's amazing. Can't make- confirm. Guac. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Ezekiel, Ruben, all those guys that I learned that from. So, um, hey, gentlemen, uh, I got I'm, I'm sorry I got to do this, but I think I got uh, Jeff Bezos or somebody on the other line here. So oh, man. I got to jump off and run. But uh, please finish the show for me. Uh, hope you enjoyed that top three, bottom three. Tristan, Mo- Coach Mark, thanks so much. Got to go. Yeah. Tell all them right. to uh, buy that Umzel website for us. Donate to the GoFundMe. <laughs> Have a good day, buddy. Thanks for tuning in. All right. So the last one I have to go with for a top three, bottom three is probably um, my bottom, probably fries. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you have worked some some yeah, jobs. I've worked some impressive. jobs. Yeah, which is, yeah. So I've, I'm have i currently working at fries right now. <laughs> but it's a bottom. I hope your manager doesn't listen I to this. I hope she does not listen to this because Careful. I work one department and we have nobody. Oh, so it's just so you. pick up. So it's a new thing. So it's pick up. So you can order something online right. and, and get it right. Um, and so we'll have to take it out and even shop for it. Right. Yeah. And we have nobody there. Wow. <laughs> so it's just me and this other guy like hurrying, picking and then giving it to the. Oof. To the so it's it's a super fun because it's it's fast paced and it's yeah. getting me through the day. But man, it's it's just crazy. If it had a lot of people, it would have been super fun. Yeah. And, and that's I think you know, listening to the top and the bottom, it really comes down to the people you're working with, the the vibe. And, you know, when you have people that you're working with, when you do, you know, when you like them, uh, working hard, even when you're slammed at a Mucho Gusto or at a, you know, the, the Figaro's Pizzeria. Um, by the way, if you know what Figaro's is, good for you. Uh, <laughs> we're in Phoenix and people are listening on the radio like, what is he talking about? Right. Uh, so, but but that's really what, what makes a job great. Um, and so... Being able to have that, um, there's nothing better than those. You can kind of look back on it almost like a sports team or you right. know people that you you suffer through some bad times with, but mm-hmm. you have fun doing it. Um, that's really what it's about. The the last one I'll finish with, um, which was actually ended up being more of a top for me because uh, there's kind of a, a phase where you're working a job, but you don't really care about it. Right. Like when you're young, or even when you like have a career. Um, that, those are kind of two phases where you're like, 
uh, you know, you believe in what we're doing and we're accomplishing things and you put right. put your heart and soul into it and you go the extra mile. And then there's kind of that job in between where you're like, eh, I could take it or leave right. it. Right. You know? So I, when I was in college, um, I had a job working at a smaller pizza shop that uh, that was just delivery. So that it was takeout and delivery. It's kind of like a, a small Domino's now. It's called Blackjack Pizza. We were on campus at the University of Oregon and we had $5 large pizzas with one topping delivered. So for five bucks, and we stayed open till like two in the morning. So for okay. five bucks, somebody could call in. So if you're thinking about a college crowd, so after they all go right. out to the bars and do their crazy stuff or go to their parties, they would come home and they would call us to come bring a pizza over. Right. The hard part about delivery, and it kind of turned into an advantage sometimes, is a lot of times after people are you know going out to the bars and going hard at a party doing stuff they shouldn't be, when they come home and call us, then they'd pass out, fall asleep. <laughs> so I would knock on a lot of doors that nobody would answer. Right. You know, ring the doorbell, so what, call so the phone. So what would you do? Eat the pizza. Right. And okay. I'd just go back and say, sorry, this, you know, they, they weren't there. Um, and then they would take it out of my, my wallet. So the it was good because you got food. You, right. It, it paid your food bill. My Ford right. Escort wagon uh, smelled like pizza forever and everything smelled like pizza. That's the one bad thing about working in some of these restaurants you probably know is you just walk right. at home, you open your closet and you're like, oh, you can just smell the work on there. But um, yeah, as a Joe job, it was fun to, um, there's no better way to learn how to go around a city right. than to deliver pizzas. Cause you learn how the numbering systems work. Uh -huh. You learn how the blocks and, oh, there's the, you know, Willamette was the center street in Eugene and you know, West 100 would be to the to the West, obviously, and 100 East would be to the East. And, you know, you figure out those little tricks, odd numbers on one side of the street, even numbers on the other right. that people don't really know until you have to go out and find some, you know, apartment 4F down the middle of a back alley and on campus. So <laughs> that, that was really fun, uh, a fun job for sure. But uh, lots of good pizza, probably put on about 10, 15 pounds doing it, but yeah, of course. Uh, I'm actually curious and interested in any of our listeners, yeah. uh, what their top three and bottom three is, uh, yeah. for today's topic. And just let us know through our Instagram. We're going to post it up and, uh, we, we really want to see what, what you guys have in mind and yeah. we're super stoked. Share out your Joe job. We are, right. uh, we're at dueling coaches again, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all those social medias, hit us up. Yeah, um, check us out. We'll be posting a lot of content. Uh, actually, we were just live during this episode, so you'll see that video. Um, no, we we record these previously, and then we'll air them throughout. That way, we can uh, make sure that we're getting the episode out um, and and produced and all ready to go for you. And that, and we record it during the week because this is a school, and Tristan is actually a student in this program, the right. radio and audio production program. So, and it keeps it interesting when you guys uh, give us feedback because we love going off of it. So, any feedback or anything that you guys have, we yeah. love any topics that you enjoyed. We really want to know. Yeah. So let just us let know. us know. Reach out if right. you're a Facebooker or an Instagrammer or a Twitter, whatever you can do. Uh, we love to hear from you. A Twitterer. A Twitterer. <laughs> uh, Tristan, that's an episode. That's episode right. three. Yeah. In the books. Right. We did it. We finished it even without the the sports czar. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> did we did be you careful. write a couple of notes? I, 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 wrote I, a, I wrote a couple of notes right. down yeah, yeah. Uh, about now that's what I call music exclamation point. Okay. So. Yeah. I write a couple of notes down for Ray because I know he's going to come 
yeah sometime and be like okay where's all your notes yeah what do you yeah he's gonna do the performance you know review and check in on us and make sure that what did i miss that whole thing right it's like (laughs) tune in tune in and you'll hear yeah it's been super fun guys we are we're we're excited getting this thing going and we just love doing this so uh just let us know any feedback and we'll see you guys the dueling coaches show right Dueling Coaches Show. I'm Tristan Bryant, your host. Tune in with your weekly favorite Dueling Coaches featuring Coach Mark and Coach Ray. We look forward to having you every week on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 88.7 The Pulse. And of course, let us know what you think from any funny topics to anything that caught your ears and line us through our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the same at Dueling Coaches and listen live on The Pulse at Pulse.com.